You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hello and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie and I want to thank you for being here and I want to tell you a little story before I introduce a guest that I have with me today. So it was several months ago, I had somebody reach out and he's just giving me an email Hey, man, I really dig the podcast. Uh, I feel like you're a mentor. And we kind of got into it. I mean, it was nice. It was a really nice email. And as we just kind of emailed back and forth, he was like, by the way, I've, uh, in order to maintain my activities during this, uh, this COVID lockdown, I bought something called a Ring Fit Adventure for a Nintendo Switch. And he goes, I know you have kids. I get a great workout out of it and I'm a personal trainer, I think that your kids would like it. I think you would like it. And so I was like, oh, okay. And so I look it up and I was like, I think my kids would like it too. So I buy one and then I post about it. And when I post about it, uh, a friend, a former colleague named Jill Travis reached out and she goes, I love what you're doing. I think I know someone you need to talk to. And I think he would be really good on the podcast. And his name is Bill Vaca. And he is he goes by Mr. Vaca on his social media. He's an educator, he's a teacher, and he is an ambassador for, for Nintendo. So it's a Nintendo Switch this is for. I figure, man, this guy probably knows something, not just about the Ring Fit Adventure. I'm not trying to pitch or sell Ring Fit Adventure. What I want to have a talk about today is kind of gaming and exercise that gaming is starting to do now where you can have avatars and you go on and you build your strength through gaming and how can we get people involved with exercise that's not just in the gym and we know there are things like like Peloton and there are these online apps but this is different this is playing a video game with a video gaming console with, I don't know, a Kinect, which just uses your body, or uh, a, a Ring Fit Adventure, or a Wii. The list, I'm sure, goes on and on, and I'm pretty sure Mr. Vodka can tell us about it. So, Bill, thank you so much for being here, man. I appreciate it. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is awesome. Thank you. Hey, I, I subscribed to your channel on YouTube and and I don't I, I initially was like, well, I need to find out who Jill is talking about. So I go in, I look at it and I look at some of the gaming stuff. But then I started following because I was like, oh, I could I could learn a little bit more about like Google and interaction, <laughs> like the Google suite and stuff like that. So I've learned yeah. a lot from your videos. Well, thank you, man. Yeah, it's been a quite the wild ride. I was everything was Nintendo based and focused. My channel started off when I was a first grade teacher and I was using my YouTube channel to communicate with students, but like during the weekends or to get them hyped up about a spelling lesson. And I learned that using video games in education was really helpful. And so for example, teaching first grade, if I had a student that was failing their spelling test, I said, you know, what game are you interested in? They would tell me the video game like Zelda and I would change all the spelling words to Zelda names or characters, which were actually way harder than the spelling list that they needed to memorize. They learned their diagraphs and everything that way. And wow. uh, but then after that, we started Nintendo Club. Nintendo Clubs turned into this huge new thing where I was just highlighting that. And Nintendo saw it when we were really small, picked us up, 
Then we started with Nintendo Labo with like using the Switch, which is incredible technology, not just in the uh, Joy-Cons themselves, but with the actual dock or the, what's it called, the tablet. And then the Switch, the pandemic happened and I was like, I gotta switch everything over to Google. I gotta teach everyone yeah. Google. <laughs> but uh, now I'm getting back into, now that everyone's learning, learned about how to use Google Meet and all the fun stuff, right. getting back into the swing of things. Yeah, fantastic. So I want to know a little bit more about what you know about Nintendo and, and 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 any other gaming system or console or company that made them see the an opportunity, I guess, for yeah. for fitness and how they could start integrating fitness into gaming and gaming into fitness. Can you talk us through a little bit about that? My dude. Michael, you asked the perfect question. Okay, because this actually goes, I was thinking about this, knowing about this conversation that we were going to have today. I was thinking, when did I actually get hooked with gaming and fitness? And it goes back to when I was 15, 16 years old and Dance Dance Revolution, I'm embarrassed to admit. Was DDR, a baby. So DDR, during the winter, so I'm a huge athlete especially back in high school I played baseball hardcore I was a runner and during the winter I didn't really have a sport that I was playing so I do indoor track but then I decided one year to really focus on baseball all year long that was my passion so during the winter to stay in shape I got hooked on dance dance revolution in my basement with those plastic pads and I didn't have like an avatar, but I had my high score and my perfect and the, how many stars you got. And it spent, right. I spent all winter trying to get five stars on the hardest level. And I would finish each day sweating like crazy. And then when I went to baseball season that spring, I noticed that I was actually more in shape with DDR than I had ever been using like cross country or indoor wow. track too, because I was so hooked in that motivation of this gaming because as you can see i'm a hardcore gamer this is actually my daughter's <laughs> and i've got her hooked on uh nintendo stuff already but nintendo actually had before that if you remember on the original nintendo the nes the track and field game where they had yeah. a mat and you would run up and down but i was oh too yeah to really understand that but ddr hooked me hard 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 and it wasn't until ring fit adventure came out when i was like well actually that's a lie that's that's a lie Virtual reality put me through the ringer like Dance Dance Revolution did, especially games like Beat Saber, where I was trying to move and all that stuff. Oh, that, yeah. That really got me sweating. Um, but nothing was as immersive as what Ring Fit Adventure has done and I think is going to launch this new wave of gaming and integration with VR and not VR, AR, I guess you could say. Yeah, so for those who haven't heard of this, and again, this isn't necessary. I'm not trying to pitch you a Ring Fit adventure, all right? Um, but the Ring Fit is, it's like a Pilates ring. So it's a Pilates ring, and if you have a Nintendo Switch, you take uh, one of your controllers and you attach it to the Pilates ring. And then you take another controller and you put it, um, there's a strap that goes around your thigh, and you put the other controller in that strap. And so you can... You can move your avatar by like steering, right? So you can steer your avatar where you want it to go, but you have to run. 
right? And the, the controller is on your leg. And so you have to run your legs if you want your avatar to go forward. And if you want it to move, then you steer uh, to get it to move. And you can get it to jump by doing certain things and squeezing it and pulling it and twisting it and squats. And I mean, the exercises, I, I played it. I, I posted a video on my Instagram of me playing it and somebody, yeah, that's it. That's it. Perfect. I'm glad you have it with you. So the, uh, Bill's actually, if you're watching the, the live stream or YouTube, you can see it. If you're just listening to the audio, he's holding up the Pilates ring and the, the controllers that go along with it. Um, I'm, I posted a video of me doing this and somebody, a friend of mine was like, Hey man, you look super serious. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was into the game. Like I don't play the game in like smile, like Mr. Bluebird's on my shoulder. I'm I like I was I was in. I was running, I was steering, jumping, battling monsters with this ring. So what where did this come from? Why did it happen? And do you know anything about the ring and how that became yeah. an integral part of it? Okay, so I am a history Nintendo history nerd. Nice. And actually I'm I'm not promoting the this ring fit venture either. I'm no longer a Nintendo brand ambassador. Because when the pandemic happened, I stopped making Nintendo videos, made Google videos. Nintendo was like, hey, you're awesome. We're going <laughs> to drop you. But then Google picked me up the next day. So nice. everything's okay. So the Nintendo has dabbled with, you know, movement and, and, and gaming with the Wii. You know, they had all of those games. But then the Switch has this unique – there's so many unique things within the controllers. Mm -hmm. So just these two Joy-Con right here – there's an IR camera, infrared camera on the bottom. Okay. They have the gyroscope sensors, and so they can tell if it's going down, going up, uh, how fast you're shaking it. And so what this does is it connects inside this ring right here. The other one straps to your leg, your left leg. And so as you are running, it can tell if it's going up and down. And they kind of tested this with the Nintendo Labo kit. And they built this educational uh, learning robotics system using all of this technology. And once they kind of mastered that, they then transferred it over to the physical health and fitness world. And this right here can tell basically if you're doing the steering, like with Mario Kart, they, they have the same thing. You can play Mario Kart like this and you can steer it like this, but now it can tell the resistance and it, does some really incredible, crazy things. I can't go into too much detail because I'm not that much of a nerd, although I wish I was. But the integration of having yourself as the avatar is exactly kind of like what Pokemon Go had has done, where you're that person and you are in the game throwing the ball. And they kind of took that mentality, that philosophy of game development, integrated it with all the fitness and the Pilates ring and the leg strap and the, the things are hard like i'm you're very to do it in, online because i'm too embarrassed to do it online <laughs> kind of like my ddr phase i wouldn't do it in the malls or in public i did it hidden in my basement right but it's fun it's a lot of fun it is and so i have i have three kids different ages different uh strength levels and I have a five-year-old and even my five-year-old can do it. And so what happens is that you just set up a separate avatar for him and, you know, he can't squeeze as hard as the other kids can. But 
it it's geared toward him. Like if that's your squeeze, then that's what you'll have to do when you face the the monsters. And if that's how hard you can pull, then you have to pull that hard when you face your monsters. And you know, there there are different kind of parts of the game that that's pretty interesting, but I think another thing that you bring up that we should talk about is also the the explosion that took place with Pokemon Go, right? Another example of gaming trying to get people to move. And I think that's probably one of the things that like the reputation-wise that they probably have that's not good is that people sit down all day and play games and it's as if they're trying to remedy some of the issues that they cause by getting people up and moving absolutely and this this game came out before the pandemic happened that was never on their mind but nintendo has seen and pokemon go had that huge craze yeah right from the get-go but if you look at what it's doing it has been five years and is running stronger than ever there's so many people still playing it you don't see them all congregating it at those spots anymore right the objective isn't like that anymore the objective is to get out and go and explore and move and they have these worldwide events that for certain time frames if you travel so much distance and catch so many pokemon you get specific awards so they're trying to push that physical involvement and the people are are loving it it's getting people that normally would not exercise that motivation to get up and go and have fun while exercising. And Agreed. that Peloton is the same exact mm-hmm. format. Being able to level up, mm-hmm. I see it in education. When we try to gamify education, that's what gets students hooked and motivated to do what they don't want to do. And so using that same philosophy, but with fitness, will hit a subset of the population that you're looking to help or want that help, but don't have that little spark or push to get going. Oh, I love it. There's There are a couple of things I want to bring up. First, let me just reintroduce you for people who may have come in a little bit later. This is Bill Vaca, and he is, uh, well, I mean, he's a formerly uh, a gaming yeah. professional with, with Nintendo and does education. He is a school teacher and a trainer, educator, and innovator. And we're talking today about gaming and fitness and how those things have kind of merged and what the gaming, um, uh, the big gaming companies are trying to do. Now, one of the things that you had mentioned was we're trying to get people to exercise, which they may not want to do, but they already like playing games, like these intrinsic desire to play video games. So let's talk about some intrinsic and extrinsic motivators here. One is the intrinsic motivation that people already like playing video games. So they like that. They may not like doing exercise necessarily. And even my son, my my middle son who's 10, he said, dad, I, I don't know if I like the exercise, but I like playing the video game. And that video game is getting me to exercise. And I was like, yes, right? Like that's the point, that's what I want. But you also mentioned some of the external motivators, right? Like if you do this and you get so many steps in and you do so many things, then you get a badge 
right? Or you get an award and it's kind of like in martial arts, like you stick with it long enough, you get a belt or you get a stripes on your belt and you level up. Those are extrinsic motivators. And sometimes we look at external and extrinsic motivators and we think maybe they're not so great. And that's not true. Like they can be wonderfully valuable if they're used well. But what we really want people to do is internalize that motivation. So whether or not they get the belt, whether or not they get the badge, whether or not they get the thing, they still like to do the stuff. So that's where we want people to get. But these badges are a great way to suck people in. So intrinsic motivation of already liking to play games and then the extrinsic motivators of you know, you've done so many days consecutively, or you've reached this goal. And I, I know from just me playing it, they've tell me that I've leveled up. And I was like, nice, right? Like, that's, nice. I've leveled up. I like it. That's literally the word that I was going to use. The philosophy of, or not philosophy, the motivation of gamers, the majority of us, is that we love to level up. Whether you're playing Call of Duty or you're playing Mario, you want to get to that last level, you are trying to improve your score. World of Warcraft players are getting the newest and coolest gear leveling up. Educators, the reason why educators go to get their doctorate is because they want to level up. The reason I got my Google education badges from educator, coach, trainer to innovators because I wanted to level up. And in your body, working out, you want to level yourself up. And sometimes, it's hard to see that immediate um, growth, but in the video game, you do see that immediate growth. Your character's leveling up, and if you reach that goal, then you get extra bonus levels that you might not normally obtain, or a cool new gear, and you'll look all fancy, which yeah. is what gamers are used to. They're like using the mind games of what any gamer developer would do to hook this player into the game, especially these new games that are getting people to spend money time and time again, these paid to win games where you pay to level up and level up and people don't like those. Real gamers don't like those games because you can't pay to level up, that's cheating. But when you grind your character and you see that leveling up, I love it because you can then see, like when I was playing DDR, I didn't notice like I was in shape, but I didn't notice how much I was in shape until I left the game and went back into the real world and was like, whoa, okay, this really did work. And it's the same thing. Everyone that I get hooked on with like Ring Fit Adventure tells me I lost so much weight at awesome. all sizes because I am addicted to this game. And it's not like they're addicted to the physical fitness, but they're addicted to the game. Right, right. And and I feel like the leveling up kind of goes both ways. And I'll give an example of my five-year-old. I took my five-year-old out for a run. And this is, you know, months and months ago, we went out for a run. But he's been playing video games since he was little. And anyway, we went for a run. And there's a park across the street from where we we're living. And so we ran around the park 10 times. So that was just over a mile. But he was he was great with it. And so the next time he said, dad, I want to go, I want to beat the last level. And I was like, well, what's the last level? And he goes, 10 times was the last level. I want to do 11 times. And I was like, all right, let's go back out. We'll run 11 times. And then I was like, 11 not really that much of a push. Can we level up to do 15? And he goes, yeah. So the next time he said, let's beat the last level 15. Let's do 20. 
So we got to the point where we did, I believe it was a total of 53, 43 times around. Anyway, we did five miles together after wow. months of leveling up. Yeah. But that was his mentality. Like it's a game. So he took his gaming mentality and actually a, a five-year-old took the gaming mentality of beating the last level and always progressing and leveling up to running around the park with his dad. That's good parenting right there. Let oh, me man. tell you. <laughs> Thank oh, you. <laughs> yeah, that mindset of leveling up is, can be applied to anything in life. When he 100%. learns to ride a bike, he'll level up to be a bike rider. Yeah, 100%. That's true. And, and, you know, that goes for all of us, right? With right. with leveling up, whether or not we are in the fitness industry and we're looking for a new PR or how long we can run or how far we can push ourselves. Um, but I think there's also something to be said for what we talked about already, which is that immediate gratification and the immediate gratification, sometimes, especially for the newer clients, are the small wins, right? And the, the small wins kind of, it sets a goal for us or for our clients where they can achieve something. And that's one of the nice things about like playing Pokemon Go or playing Xbox and getting these badges are you get something that day. Like you accomplished something that day. And I, I think we need to keep that in mind as we move forward, relate it to what people want. Like you were talking about with the spelling, which I think is such a great idea. <laughs> And something that people connect to because a lot of times people don't connect to fitness people they, right. it's just not where people gravitate to necessarily so this i think could be a strong um motivator for people that for trainers also to consider getting their clients into because it's as the research is showing more and more uh sedentary lifestyle is one of the biggest indicators of morbidity and mortality rates. And you, your fitness is good, but even one hour of exercise, if even if you did it every day, it's not as valuable necessarily as regular constant movement throughout the day. So it doesn't mean don't sit down, but we're saying like there's this, there's non-exercise energy expenditure that takes place that tends to be a lot more valuable than even focusing on here's my one hour training session because a one hour training session, you might burn, I don't know, 500 calories, but getting up and standing and walking throughout the day, far more calories get burned when you're more just kind of active throughout the day. And this is, this is moving people away from maybe just a workout mentality to it's time to be active. Yeah. The whole lifestyle. Remember the Tamagotchis? Where you would walk around, and after so many walk or steps, you'd hatch an egg. That was way oh, yeah. the Fitbit days and all that stuff. Or now you, you got to have the goal of getting the rings on the Apple Watch or whatever, right. whatever you're trying to do. But that I've been using that philosophy, that mindset of leveling up with education because it, it is been that carrot that works for so many students that I can't normally get to work. And even now I'm at the high school level uh, with the instructional technology, there's esports that a lot of our students are obsessed with and oh, yeah. play and we have our esports team, but they have to, in order to stay in the esport realm, they have to 
pass their grades and all that all that positive stuff but uh we're finding now this year has been really interesting because um the sports got pushed like we're having football season right now in the spring and soccer right okay. now in the spring and so they're not able to play our esports because they're conflicting but do you think that they're getting better at esports because of COVID? And I know it sounds yeah, awful, yeah. but it's probably true. It is. It's, it is true. It is true. But you know, now at in our PE classes, we have like Dance Dance Revolution. It's not called Dance Dance Revolution, but we have like fifty of those mats, and we'll have an entire class spread out, still wearing wow. the mats and doing Dance Dance Revolution with a projector on the big wall. And uh, the kids are, are absolutely loving it. And then there's these other PE games now that utilize technology and gamification where the projector has moving targets and kids are taking like dodgeballs. And if they hit the moving target, then they get so many points. And then by the end of the round, you get so many points, you get certain levels and all that fun stuff. But then you have teachers that are very creative and they don't have that technology they still right. have a projector and so they put up a random like uh slideshow of things coming up and like okay just try and hit the guy in the face and if you do you count one point for yourself oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that they're you know still doing the game but it's not like legit being yeah they're using but still that's so smart yeah you use you use what you get. You use your what you got, and and you can't be upset. And I, I think anybody that's using that type of creativity yeah. is, is playing the right way. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, are there other games or other companies, other concepts that you're able to to utilize in physical education classes that are out there that might also transfer or translate over well for people just like in in their home? Absolutely. Um, I, I'm not so much, not so sure about at home, but at PE, we have this crazy wall that has targets, kind of like if you ever go to a Dave and Buster's where you have the wall with all the different lights and you got to slap the lights oh, yeah. as fast as you can. It's kind of like that, um, but more for elementary kids, which is a lot of fun. And then they have the jump rope, which you, it's just a light that goes around and you got to jump the light. And if you, don't, and if you break the light plane, then you didn't jump the rope. Interesting. Uh, that's a fun, a fun game that we don't have at school, but you can play at Dave and Buster's all that. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of other fun games like that that you'll see, like uh, a physical fruit ninja, where you're getting up and you're slicing the things with your arms and and doing all those kinds of fun fun things instead of just using your finger on the on the phone. What did what were your thoughts? What were your thoughts when? Uh, the Xbox Connect just came out. So I was a super Xbox nerd and was really okay. bummed out because what they promised, what was going to be capable with the Connect, was just not possible at all. That you couldn't oh. do it. And you were able to do fun things like Just Dance. Yes. And My kids do that one. You were able to do Just Dance with the Connect. Like that technology went off and it has done phenomenal. Um, but I feel like it, the, they overpromised and underdelivered and what you could actually do. Like the Apple watch is so much better than what, you know, the connects could do, but it was, oh, part, interesting. Uh, it was part of the process of where we are today. The connect while wasn't very effective, we learned a lot from it. And I don't even think like the AR camera wouldn't be where it is today. If we didn't learn that 
you can track with the connect bodies and physical movement. And so now, 10 years later, we're doing, there's a new game coming out from Nintendo. It's like Pikmin. It's called Pikmin Go, but not Pikmin Go, where you're going to be running around collecting Pikmin. And uh, there's a Harry Potter game out now where you're going around catching wizards and a Jurassic Park game that you can go around now. So that Pokemon Go style has been um, duplicated time and time again for different markets of people that if you're not a gamer, maybe you like, you know, dinosaurs. So here's a collected dinosaur world where you go around, you can see T-Rexes and all that stuff. Brilliant. Mike, see, see, this is the kind of stuff that, that I want to, I want to know about other things I want to know about, because you've mentioned Apple watch a couple of times and there, there are a lot of wearables. Are you familiar with the wearables and what some of those deliveries are like? So I have an Apple watch and I use my Apple watch. I track my sleep on it. I track uh, my runs when I go for a run, I tap into it for my high intensity interval training. But like, what are some of the cool things that the Apple Watch does? Because I don't know. I just push a button and, yeah. you know, it, it tells me what's going on. There's lots of games that are on the Apple Watch that track like and give you basically the same thing like your badges. And um, I'm kind of embarrassed to admit, but the reason I bought my Apple Watch was because when Pokemon Go launched, well, not launched, but later in its life cycle, they announced that it would integrate with Apple Watch and all the eggs that you were incubating and every two miles would incubate an egg. Uh, like, oh, well, then I need to get that because I'll, everything that I do all day will go towards my eggs. And like that was yeah. why I bought <laughs> Apple Watch for Pokemon Go. But then I could see all the benefits that it had. And I people would say, close your rings. And I had no idea what they meant. Uh. And then I met, then I saw... The Apple Watch has the three rings where it's how long you've been exercising, like strenuous exercising, how many steps you've been taking, and then the whole sleep thing. Um, now I'm hooked on that, and like the sleeping is my game. I bought a Google Nest Hub version two that's supposed yeah. to sleep track, and uh, I want to like level up my sleeping and try to get the best sleep possible. So I'm trying to collect as much data as I can doing all yeah. that. Yeah, I do that. I do that with my Apple Watch as well. Like I'm, I, I have to be careful sometimes because I'm like overthink my sleep, which sometimes may keep me from being able to sleep. So <laughs> I've gotten down to the point where, like, I'll just open it up and I'll be like, "All right, I, I'm pretty regular when I go to sleep at this point, and when I wake up and I set alarms, so I have a bedtime reminder that pops up on my iPhone, like it's time to go to bed if you're not already there." Um, and just being consistent. And that's one of the things they talk about with sleep hygiene. That's probably more important than anything is uh, kind of be, being regular with it. Most important thing, go to sleep around the same time, wake up around the same time. Even if you're on vacation, go to sleep around the same time, wake up. And you know, like you're not going to do that every time. But for like the ultimate sleep hygiene, being on a routine. And it's, it's not a game, but it's data. Right. Like I can track data and I can see where I am and it tells me, you know, this is this is where I am on average. And I collect that like I I'm a connoisseur of my own information, my in of one right now. Yeah. Speaking of hygiene, you just reminded me. Did you know that Pokemon has created a game for brushing your teeth that no. you put your phone up like to the camera or to the mirror when you no. brush your teeth? It watches you and, and like the like counts your points 
and the Pokemon will do certain things if you do the certain like streaks. You make sure you do it every day, all on your phone. Like this, this gamification is integrating our lives in so many ways. I wouldn't be surprised if there is a sleep game coming out where, as if you do get a full eight hours sleep, you will unlock this cool new background for whatever. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure I said that idea. You're welcome. Oh, I love that. I love that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'm talking to Bill Vaca, and he is an innovator, educator, gaming like icon to me. Like watching him go through and talk about this stuff, I think it's fantastic. If you are listening to the Facebook live stream and you have a question about game, gaming and activities in the future of gaming, or I have a client question that you think uh, he might be able to to recommend something that may be of interest for you or your your fitness clients. Please go ahead, and our producer Eric will field those questions and get it back to us. But while you're deciding whether or not you actually want to ask that question, just go ahead and ask it. Uh, so Bill and I will continue to talk about this. Uh, one of the things that I think is pretty impressive is the intensity at which you can control on some of these games. So mine was when, when I first set up for Ring Fit, you could schedule your intensity and it asked you in the beginning, do you want to um, go a little bit harder or do you want to go calmer? So do your light run and then do a really fast run so we can gauge how fast we're going to let your avatar move. And so when it's time to run the gauntlet and things are getting crazy, whatever's happening, you can't just kind of lift your legs up and lower back down. You actually have to run. You have to go faster. Um, they test your strength pushing and pulling. So you are getting tested on that when you fight against some of these monsters that you're fighting against. Um, I think I think there's something interesting to be said where it's not a game where where only one type of person can do it. Like I said, my five year old can do it, and I mean I don't want to brag, but like I can I can I can lift a little bit more than he can. I can squeeze the ring a little bit harder. I can pull a little bit harder. So, but he's like he likes it, but he has levels that he can do, and I think it's cool that not only do that do they do that, but they also give you the option to do the warm up and a cool down, like a stretching series at the end that they'll take you through. Absolutely. And have you checked out the party mode with what? the uh, with Renfit? Okay. So right. the party mode is really fun because they're they do have machine learning, so it will know if you're player one and you're going really hard, and they give it to your five year old, and they'll just do like little mini games with yeah. like do this pose or try to beat, how many times can you punch this monster? And so it's how fast can you go with the ring? And it, it will do it so that you can just pass the ring, pass the strap, switch it really fast to your next partner and have a quick little competition on, you know, whatever that little mini game is. And it's, there's so many fun things, but it, I love at the end of the level, they will push you really hard for just amount, just the amount so that you will succeed but feel exhausted. And that machine learning is throughout the level. So I don't know how far you got in the game, but let's say you put yourself at the easiest difficulty and you did that on purpose because you want to try and beat the game as fast as you can. After the first couple of levels, if you're just crushing it and getting like hundreds, it will automatically just be like, nope, okay, here's right. where you want to go. Here's where like the boss is going to feel like if you're doing this. Now, same thing, if you are a five-year-old and you set it up wrong, 
and you're accidentally as your dad and you don't know how to go back and, and fix the settings, the switch has that machine learning. So it'll know if you're failing, 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 failing level after level, it'll just automatically fix itself so that it will then be at the right pace. And it's weird. Nintendo has like done the research and data to find what the level of exhaustion would be and when it can detect that. And once it detects that, it will like be, okay, you're done. Congratulations. You win. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I, I did. So I'll explain what happened with me. Right. So when you're first setting it up, you're squeezing and they're saying, you know, push this thing basically as hard as you can. So I did, I'm like one rep maxing this thing. And then I pull as hard as I can and, and, and it measures and then it puts you at a level, right? But now I got to fight these monsters and I got to keep pushing this thing over and over again. And so after like a week, it was like, hey, we're going to we're going to take your level yes. down. You're not as strong. And I was like, I'm so tired. <laughs> so it actually lowered my level. I leveled yep. down. Because yep. it tells you in the game flex as hard as you can. So you're like, you're pushing it. Yeah. You're pulling it as hard as you can. And, and they're like, no, go, go hard. And uh, the same thing happened to me. It was a little ego boost, but I liked winning. So I, I didn't mind that it, it, it bumped me down, but it, it does. It pushes you to really exhaust yourself in so many different ways. Like I never have done yoga, but now I know that I've been doing yoga because I'm doing these poses, but in my brain, I'm beating this monster with horns and fire coming out of its nostrils. But there I am in my kitchen doing doing the little yoga pose. Yeah. <laughs> it's so true. Are there any other games, uh, you know, as we're coming to an end and wrapping up, are there any other games or systems that you're familiar with that maybe we haven't talked about that m- maybe even people have a console in their house, but they don't even know that there are games that they can do cool stuff like this with? Well, uh, you, if you have a PlayStation 2 or an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation 3, Dance Dance Revolution still out there. Get it before it's a collectible. The game is awesome. Um, but right now, the big rumor is the Switch Pro coming out. And with that, there should be more technology. And uh, Nintendo's Ring Fit Adventure was one of the best-selling games of 2020 because of the pandemic and everyone wow. got at home so everyone can uh safely assume a ring fit adventure 2 will be in the works um but for for the near future all i know is pikmin is coming to your phone and a pikmin go type of game but nice well I, I can tell you right now just from my post on instagram and you know i don't have the biggest reach or influence but i know half a dozen people who bought it because <laughs> i posted about it and i posted my kids and it was the people that had kids that were like oh i think i want to get that for my kids while we're all stuck inside absolutely, absolutely. and they were crushing it <laughs> bill vaca man thank you so much for being on the show i appreciate yep. you taking time out of your schedule and i know you're busy and you are you're you're doing your teaching and your education so taking time out of your day to help us understand a little bit more about gaming and exercise and fitness and what they're doing and what we can do uh is greatly appreciated can you let everybody know like your details where to find you your social Absolutely. media your youtube that stuff thank you find me on youtube at Mr. Vaca, V-A-C-C-A. You'll see my little avatar holding a Nintendo Switch. And you can find me on Twitter at Mr. Vaca YT for YouTube.
That's perfect. Thank you so much. I appreciate you again. And I appreciate everybody that's here for being a part of it. Uh, my name is Rick Ritchie. You can find me. I'm most available on Instagram at dr.rickritchie, or you can hit me up on email at rick.ritchie, R-I-C-H-E-Y, at nasm.org. Thank you. This has been the NASM CPT Podcast.